this psalm, last night as I was just praying and just spending some time ministering before the Lord, I, just this phrase just kept burning out of my heart, for the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And like, duh, you know, it's throughout Scripture, we say stuff like that all the time, but the Lord, He is God. Jehovah, He is Elohim. And Lord, this morning we we look to you and we say, Lord, you alone are God. You alone are King. You alone are King. It was on the, the day of Mount Carmel when Elijah challenged the priests of Baal and the, the idol made with the hands of men was not able to speak, was not able to do anything. But then Elijah rebuilt an altar, brought all of the people together and there said, oh God, would you show yourself? The God that answers by fire, let him be God. And when the fire fell and licked up the super wet wood and the trench of water that was all around, it licked it up. I mean, I just love God. He's like, just in case you weren't sure, make it wet. Douse it with water. Let me show you who God really is. And the people who had for years lived with a mixture of, yes, we're the people of God, but we also will serve other gods. God said, once and for all, I'm going to remove this mixture because that mixture resulted in bondage. And we serve the God who loves us so much, he does not want his people to be bound. He loves us so much that he will actually say something to us that offends us, if it means that we can be okay. Jesus came and he said, I didn't come to bring peace, even though he does give his people peace, amen, when we receive relationship with him, that's peace, because now our soul is at rest in relationship with the Father. But he said, when I came to this earth, I didn't come to peace on earth. Like, that's not what God came, he said, I didn't come to bring peace so the whole earth will just sing kumbaya left and right. He said, I came to bring a sword. And this sword is a sword of truth, and it will separate evil from righteousness. It will separate liberty from bondage. So he came to bring a sword, and that sword is contradictory to our flesh. Our flesh goes, "Mm, I don't know about that. That's a little bit uncomfortable. And I read a lot through the scripture, and I don't see God saying, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find comfortability in a mattress to sleep on. Like, yes, we find rest in him. But rest in him changes the ways of our flesh because our flesh wants to go a path that results in bondage. He wants us to find a rest that leads us down the path of freedom and liberty. Thank you, Lord. And so today, um, there's one person whose number is up today. It is, we're just, as a church, we're gonna say, devil, your number is up. No more. I'm sick and tired of seeing even the church, people of God, struggling with bondages and things that hold them bound. As it was just said this morning, I think Pastor Jonathan, he was saying, or was it Christy? Somebody. It was good. It was, it was Jesus. Um, the world needs to look at the church and see something different. Needs to see freedom on the church. And if the world sees the church and says, oh, well, they're depressed too. They're unforgiving as well. They're dealing with confusion and they don't understand a thing as well. They're Walking in darkness as well. Like that's, that's not God's desire for his church. And this is not a, we're not pointing the finger at any one person except for one. And that's the devil. He's a master of disguise and I believe he's for too long tricked the church into giving him just enough space to keep the church just enough bound that they're not completely free as was just the theme during worship today. Not completely free, but, but just not enough that it's not that much of an issue. But how many know God wants his church so free? 
where the shining brightness of his glory lives upon every home, lives upon the assembly of God. And so we're here to serve eviction papers this morning. Will you serve eviction papers with me? We declare, devil, you are evicted from the people of God. No longer will you torment the people of God. And we speak over Christ the rock. Lord, we thank you every, every person here. Lord, every person in the sound of my voice, we thank you, Lord, for your liberty. If the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. Lord, we speak your liberty over your people in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we, we look to you and we, we thank you, Lord. You alone, you alone are the one, Lord, who sets captives free. Lord, it's your anointing that looses the yoke, that destroys the yoke of the enemy. So God, we worship you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. This scripture just keeps ringing in my, my spirit. I just I read it about, I don't know, 10, 15 times last night. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lambs. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord... He is God. It is he who has made us. Oh, by the way, the the story of of Elijah and what he did, um, when God dropped fire down, the response of Israel who walked out of mixture, who was being in the process of being set free, you know what came out of the people? For the Lord, he is God. It's important That something in us rises up to say, there is only one that I will worship. There's only one that I will praise. There's only one we will look to. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are, that speaks to idolatry right there. He made us, not us, making him. And I, I speak this mostly of just the the broad body of Christ. But if you look at the church at large, like one of, I think, the, the greatest travesties of, that we've seen in the church that's caused confusion where the world kind of goes, it's not a whole lot different, is because the church has made a lot of different golden calves. And they take on different forms, like, you know, seeker sensitive and, hey, let's just make sure we don't talk about the whole gospel and this or that. And I'm thankful for a, for a church that'll preach book, book cover to book cover Holy Ghost-filled Word of God preaching. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Um, and there, there are many houses. As, as the Lord said to Elijah, there's 7,000 who have not bowed their knee to Baal. But I believe the Lord is, is doing a work of perfecting his bride, of removing the, the wrinkles and the blemishes. But we've got to get back to this, this, uh, this fiery stance that we will not give room to anything but God and his purpose and his way in our lives. Amen? Please stop with the thunderous uh, shouting, okay? It is he. I'm, I'm going I'm to bring it down because you guys are just too loud. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. How many, we read scripture Often we read scripture and we, I, I was thinking of dad joke, right, as Pastor Jonathan was talking about this grant that uh, government gave us, which is a miracle. I mean, praise God. He stores up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. Amen. Praise God. Whew. Thank you, Lord. All through my mind, I'm going, yeah, it's just like my countertops, which are quartz. Don't take them for granted. Now, this dad joke has a purpose. Because we read scripture all of the time. And we say the Lord, he's God. And we take it for granted. He is taken for granted so much of the time. We, we treat him so lightly like he's a pet in a box. When he comes out, maybe he'll entertain us for a moment. But the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And if he's really God, then we really will trust him with everything. If he's really God, we'll really give him everything. If he's really God, then if he's speaking to an area of our life that says that area needs to be surrendered to me, then let's give it to him. If the Lord really is God. 
And I'm telling you, the Lord is here to set his people free. As I was praying, it was so funny, worship, what was the theme during worship was setting the captive free, that we are set free. And, And the Lord wants his bride so free, so free. I mean free from infirmity. I mean free from bondage. I mean free from depression, free from addiction, free from just heaviness and weightiness. How many of, there's, there's a battle going on in the heavenlies and we feel it. God wants us to walk in such overcoming liberty that the world says, what on earth have they, what are they eating? It's like they're having their Wheaties every day. As we, I was praying this morning, I, I just heard the Lord saying, today I'm coming as Jehovah Sabaoth. Which speaks of his nature as, as the, the head of the army of God. And he's here to set captives free. He's here to put a stop to the assignment of the enemy who does nothing but to steal, kill, and destroy. And he said, I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. And I'm here to say today, if you don't have the abundant life, reach out and receive from him this morning because he wants to bring you out of bondage and into abundant life, full of liberty and freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. You ever just think about how everlasting his mercy is? How long it lasts? Everlasting. I remember one time I was I was just worshiping the Lord and I was just worshiping him and praising him and I was just so overcome by his goodness and his his glory, the presence of God was so tangible and real, and I'm worshiping him, and I, I just said, Lord, thank you so much, Lord, this is what I've waited for. That's what I was saying. And all of a sudden, I could just feel like this, it was in me, wanting to come out in worship, saying, no, the other way around. Lord, you've been waiting for this. You've been waiting For me, how long have you waited? How long have you been patient with me? How long have you persevered waiting for a moment where your bride would look back at you and just give you all adoration and all glory? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The, 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 the title of, of the message I wrote, which is, this is funny, <laughs> what happened with worship, just how good the Holy Spirit is, it's on my notes if you want to see it. The title of my message is, Give No Place to the Devil. I'm going to read this scripture. I forgot my tablet, so I'm going to go here. Ephesians 4, if you want to turn there with me. Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm just going to read just a few verses. This whole section, I, I would challenge you, encourage you, exhort you to read really this whole chapter, but especially from 17 to the end. But we're going to read verse 26. It says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And the theme that I just keep sensing from the Lord is like this, give no place to the devil. We're going to give him no room. No room. No room. Um, the word, nor give place to the devil, that word place means to occupy or inhabit a space. So I think the scripture is saying it's possible to give him a place. And so the commendation from scripture, the Holy Spirit is saying, 
do not give him a place. In 1 Peter 5, it says that the enemy roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, uh, This is, I I believe, a very important scripture for us to fully understand. First of all, the devil is not a real lion. He roams around like a roaming lion because the real lion is seated at the right hand of God. And when he returns, he's not returning as a babe in a manger. He's returning with the clouds parting and all the hosts of heaven with the sound of trumpets. The lion of Judah is returning. And he doesn't need to look for permission for anything. But the devil roams around like a roaring lion. He's like a, 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 a sneaky lawyer who's just looking for a, a, a law he can weasel his way between and be given legal access to something. And it says he roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And as the people of God, it's our purpose. It's our assignment, or uh, we should just take the position of you may not. But it's one thing to say you may not and to have worship and say, oh, set me free, set me free, set me free. And then I go home and then I'm encountering or or living in a way or uh, surrounding my life with certain things that are putting me back in the same bondage I've just been set free from. And so it's so important that as the people of God, we say, Holy Spirit, would you set me free, but cause me to walk in liberty. In Galatians 5, it says, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage, meaning it's possible to be free and then not free again. And that's not to make us afraid and scared and go, oh gosh, I'm going to get bound. That, that's not what God is saying. But there's a, the Lord will reveal things. He will bring things to the surface and say, is this, do you believe that this is really part of the new life? And if it's not, then it must be old life. Old life equals bondage. New life equals freedom. Cool? Is that simple? Do we think that's Bible? Does that equal, equate to scriptural stuff? Okay. Because um, if it's not, you should run it through the filter and be like, Sam, no, chuck it. That's, that's not, nothing. Um, I love that it says this, be angry and do not sin. And there's a lot of this. It, this deals with relational things. It, 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 this whole section talks about a lot of different ways that we can give room for the enemy to influence our life in some way, shape, or form. And so there's a lot to, to read there. But specifically where it says, be angry and do not sin. Do you, do you notice that the scripture actually commands us to be angry? But don't sin. Meaning there's an anger that's righteous and then there's an anger that's not Am I making sense? And here's what I I think the devil is really okay with the church just coming to gather. You know, we sing our songs and we pray our prayers and we walk away, but nothing in us just decided to say, you know what, I'm angry. There's something that doesn't belong. I mean, I I used to, when I was little, I used to watch this show. You never probably never heard of it called Sesame Street. And, uh, And they'd say this thing, one of these things is not like the other right? You know what? The people of God need to finally find a place of righteous anger that says one of these things is not like the other. I don't see depression in this book on the people of God. I do not see the spirit of infirmity given rights to be upon the people of God. I do not see bondage given access to the people of God. And so we need to, as the people of God, declare one of these things is not like the other, and it's got to go. And so I'm not angry at any human being here today. If you feel that way, just, uh, you know, pray, and, and the Lord will give you understanding. But we need to get mad at the devil. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning. It's where wisdom starts is where we look to him and say, without him we have nothing. Oh Lord, I I don't want to be apart from you. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want to be joined to anything else because all I want to do is be joined to you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom leads us on the path that, that wisdom results in, which is liberty, freedom, hope, peace, righteousness, 
The Lord himself is wisdom. And if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it also says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And so if I truly fear the Lord, for the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. If I fear the Lord, then I will develop such a distaste for evil that I will not even be able to put up with it because I hate it. People are like, oh, they're talking about hate? Christians being hateful? No, we don't hate people. Ephesians says you do not, in chapter 6, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood or people. But is there a wrestling match happening? Absolutely. Why would we need the armor of God unless there's a war? Why would the Bible say it's time to stand? Having done all, stand. And I'm telling you, the hour is now. The church, it is time for the church to stand. It is time for the church to get righteously angry, righteously indignant. I'm tired of seeing, walking everywhere I go, seeing people bound. I want more. I don't know about you. I want more of him. I want more of his, his glory, more of his goodness. But it's like a jealousy for him. Look, Lord, I want your name to be so unhindered, unaffected, that wherever your people go in the earth, your name shows up. People say, that's where freedom is. That's where hope is. That's where peace is. That's where joy is. One of these things is not like the other, and it's got to go. And so we're, we're calling out the works of darkness. It says in Ephesians chapter Five, I believe, says, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. With righteous anger, it's our job to expose darkness. And I'm here today to expose depression as a spirit that is not born of God. And pills will tame depression. There's only one that will break it. And his name is not just any name. It says in Acts chapter 4 that there's one name given among men under heaven by which we are saved. That name is the name above every name as it says in Philippians. Because he got so low, lowered himself to the point of obedience upon the cross, to even death on the cross. His name has been exalted so high that it's above every other name. The name of Jesus is the only name that will destroy the shackles of the enemy. I'll tell you what, one of the, uh, one of the things I believe the Lord is really going to set his church free from is religion. The religious spirit, man, just enough God to keep you bound full of hypocrisy. James 3 is one of my just, I, I don't know if I'd call it my favorite verses, but it's like a verse that I just keep coming to the, to the watering well and I eat from because it's, there's such wisdom in it, but it compares the wisdom of earth to the wisdom of heaven. And the wisdom that's from above is so much different and distinct from the wisdom of this earth. How often we try to come to God and help him with the wisdom of earth, which is nothing but earthly, sensual, and demonic. There's no wisdom born of the earth that can help him. Does that make sense? Okay, hold on. Last night I was praying and I felt the Lord say to me, it's, it's really important not to put words in my mouth. I have a, I was just, I was weeping. I was grieving last night. Grief just came over me. For the, for the bride, for my, even my own self, I was repenting. I'm like, Lord, wherever I've been casual to put words in your mouth, to say something on behalf of God that he's not saying right now. But then 
this grief came over me, over the bride, over the church, where we, even right now, there are prophecies being given that the Lord's not speaking. There's a lot that God is saying, don't get me wrong, and we need prophetic ministry today if we've ever needed it, praise God. I mean, if the church prayed like they did in 2020 for an election, if they prayed like that for salvation of the lost, I think we'd already be walking in revival. Do you, do you recall, I mean, what fervor and fervency, our prayer meetings were packed on in 2020. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to, to point anyone, but like there, I fell into this. I was like, God, that must be your way. It must be your answer. It must be the way you're going to do things. You're going to elect block candidate. And it didn't actually go the way I thought it was going to go. We'll leave it there. Uh, I don't know if, about you, but maybe this past week, a few things didn't go the way you thought they were going to go. But are we trying to tell God how it needs to happen? Or is he, Lord, is he the Lord who is God? And should we pray for righteousness? Pastor Jonathan's exhortation last week was the, the book on how to be a righteous citizen. We pray for the city in which we live. We pray for righteousness. We prayerfully and carefully vote because I tell you what, a vote is a prayer. And we should, absolutely, we should absolutely vote as people. But I'm telling you what, God knows. God knows more than we know. And I tell you what, there's so many times I look back in my life, I thought I knew the chessboard, which way it was supposed to go. And I'm like, God, here, can, if you can do this, and I'm praying, do this, do this, do this, and it doesn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. And later on, I look back and I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. You didn't give me what I asked for. Because your chessboard was way better than the one I could have laid out. And he sees 10 plays ahead, or a million, or infinity, whatever. I believe the Lord's going to root, he, he's already at work right now. I, I just know it. But we're, we're as, as the people of God, we're just serving papers. Here's the question I want to ask yourself today. Honestly, with a sincere heart, am I giving any place to the devil? And I, I, I really wrestled honestly with, with this message because um, we don't want to highlight the enemy. The Bible says be ignorant of that which is evil. We don't want the focus to be on him. The focus is Jesus. I'm just merely exposing the fact that the enemy has gotten away with way too much. He has gotten away with way too much. We had a, a, a situation with our kids. We had hired a, a babysitter. Thank you, care.com. And uh, we got a, 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 what we thought was a very caring uh, uh, babysitter. Sweet, sweet person. We love them. We love them. They're, they're wonderful. We've also forgiven them. And uh, after a few times of babysitting, we, we find out some things were, were going a different way than what we thought. My kids were even hesitant to tell us. It wasn't anything like bad, bad, bad. It was just basically not trying. And my kids did all the work. And um, we were, you know, livid at first as parents. We're like, what? But when it was exposed, we were able to deal with it. When it remained hidden, things went on as they did. So why would we want to allow the devil to remain hidden, continuing doing what he's been doing? We want to call him out. So all we're doing is calling him out and we're exalting the name that's above every name. And we declare the name of Jesus is more powerful, more mighty, and his light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot be joined to it. It, can, it cannot comprehend the light of God. So Lord, we thank you. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to put your finger on everything that's given room to the devil. Will you just pray with me right now? Lord, we ask you 
to put your finger on everything that's given place to the devil. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, that you're our comforter, you're our teacher, you're our helper. Lord, I thank you for your anointing in this place to destroy, destroy the yoke of bondage, to pull down strongholds, to set captives free. Oh, Lord, we thank you. It's in your heart. It's not a formula. It's not a, a, a one, two, three step process. It's a person that sets captives free. So Lord, we look to you. The spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. God, we ask you to set captives free in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you for putting your finger, or when you said you were challenged and you were, you were asked, he must be casting out demons with, with the power of Beelzebub. And you said, no, 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 no. It's the finger of God that is at work among you. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the finger of God resting upon your people that no longer would the enemy get away with what he's gotten away with. Lord, we pray that you would remove religion. Lord, we pray that you'd remove anything that's in us, God, that's not completely of you. Lord, we pray that you'd remove manipulation from the the people of God. Lord, we pray you'd remove witchcraft from the people of God, influencing and conniving and manipulating. Lord, we pray you would cause your bride to walk in purity and freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray you'd remove the pointing of the finger, God, as it says in Isaiah 58. God, we pray that you'd remove the pointing of the finger. I'm going to read this. Thank you, Lord. Today we're kind of preach praying, I guess. Here we go. Uh, is this a fast that I've chosen, a day for man to afflict his soul? It is to bow down the, uh, his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes. Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? This is what the people of God, this is the business of the people of God. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In that same passage, it says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness and all this, and it says, extend your soul to the hungry, satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as noonday. It just speaks as when the church rightly positions herself Man, the light and glory of God is going to shine. And people's lives will be changed because of it. God wants you free because he wants to set many people free through your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I wonder if, if, if we could just get angry. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do you, do you think that we could just get angry? Maybe we just need to ask him for help to be angry. You ever, who here has asked for God to help you to not be angry? And guess what? We, we need to eliminate unrighteous anger. It's not even a joking matter because it is absolutely a place for the devil. You walk in fleshly anger and the devil's like, thank you for the invitation. You walk in unfor- unforgiveness. I'm telling you, Bible does not mince words with unforgiveness. You walk in unforgiveness, it is a, you've sent a media blast with invitation, please come influence my life. If you're a dark spirit, come have, you know, some kind of influence here because I'm in unforgiveness. Like, are we going to give him a place anymore? Even as we speak, how many know, like, our flesh can just go, 
Jesus is here to set the captive free. I'm going to read this out of Deuteronomy. I was looking at the word Babylon a few weeks ago, and I, it, it just astounded me that it, uh, the, part of the meaning of the word Babylon means confusion through mixture. And how many know... If, if, we can, if the enemy can get just a little mixture of leaven in our life, a little mixture of this or that, the, little, the leaven leavens the whole lump. It can have an influence on the whole lump. Does it, can, can the devil take away your salvation? No. It says the Holy Spirit has sealed us. We're, he is the Holy Spirit of promise. We've been sealed into the day of redemption. But can he influence your flesh and walk in some heaviness and darkness and barely make it there sometimes? Yeah, if, if we give him room for that. But we're here to give no place to the devil. Can, I, can you just say something? I will give no place to the devil. And I want you to say this. Devil, I'm serving the eviction notice. There is no room at the inn. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's funny. We need to make sure the devil has no room at the end. But how often have we looked at what is going on in the church and the only person who doesn't have any room is Jesus? Is it the house of the Lord? Only if he's there. I, we were at a conference, Pastor Jonathan and I, and I, I love this. He was like, we're calling it the house of the Lord, yet he's not allowed to be Lord in the house. Whoa. I'm grateful that we, we, we have a house of a gathering of people, and there's many churches that, that are walking in this way where the Lord is Lord, and he's God. Thank you, Lord. But the, the devil wants to get us through whatever he can. And if it's through mixture, he'll do it. And I'm, I'm just going to say this is a very practical thing. The enemy is not totally stupid. He's way stupider. My kids always love to say, that's the only person I get to call stupid. It's the devil. I'm like, yes, I'm cool with that. The reality is, he's compared to God... He, I mean, he's just completely daft. Compared to us, though, he's smarter than we are. We need help. We need help. We cannot, apart from him, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And, uh, and he's not totally stupid, and he, he knows how to weave stuff in. And I'm telling you what, there, the Lord may speak to you, and I, I, I think it was a number of weeks ago, I was telling a story and, uh, about some process the Lord took us through kind of just removing some stuff in our life, very simple things like a video game or this or that. But I'm telling you what, I want you to really put it before the Lord. Lord, is there something that I'm opening myself up to that's, that's allowing a mixture? And when the people of God were being led out of Egypt, and the Lord was giving Moses all of these instructions in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, it says, when you come into the land... So God's preparing them. When you go into the land, I want you to go in free and I want you to stay free. And so he says, when you go into the land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those other nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire. Which speaks of the idol Molech. I'll tell you what, we're living in a nation where children are passing, being put into the fire. I'm going to say it. It is called abortion. Children, little boys and little girls, are being put into the fires of Molech for the convenience of, of our own unrighteousness. Anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or soothsayer, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer. I'm thankful none of y'all are up to this stuff. Praise God. God's brought many of you out of it. But guess what? There, there's some movies out there. There's some books out there. There's some games out there where this stuff just kind of gets woven in. Or one who conjures spells or a median, medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. 
For all who, I tell you what, I've heard many stories of Christians that say, I was just so desperate to know my future that I went and hung out with a psychic just to see what was going on. They might have even given you an accurate telling, but the spirit is a lie. And it's bondage. It's not liberty. The enemy's looking for any way that he can get into our life. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because, and why, is that, why are they abominations? It's not because God's browbeating, oh, you shouldn't have done that. It's because it brings his people into bondage. He wanted them to stay free. The heart of God is his love shed for us that we might get free and stay free. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. We serve the God who drives out the abomination, drives out the devil. One of these things is not like the other, and it's got to go. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you will possess... Listened to the soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray you'd remove the mixture. Remove the mixture. Can I ask the worship team to come? If you walk away with anything today, I pray that you get a hold of the revelation, I will give no place to the devil. I know it's, a, it's uh, hopefully, it's simple. I think God is a lot more simple than, than religion makes him. Light or dark? Righteous or not? I've put before you life or death. Choose life. Jesus. And I'm telling you what, the Lord is here to set captives free, but he wants to set you free and he wants to help you stay there. And I'm here to say change is often required. But the change is not done in our own strength. What God requires of you is the choice to change. Lord, I don't want to live this way anymore. Help me. I want to walk differently. Help me. I've been entertaining a relationship that's not healthy. Help me walk away from that. I've been partaking of things and feeding my, my heart, my mind, even my body, things that I shouldn't be feeding it. I've been letting stuff in the door of my home that have no place in the home of a saint of God. Help me to rid it. Help me to know what I've, where I've opened up room for the enemy. Help me, Lord. Help me to change. He is so good. He's the Lord Sabaoth. He's the one who comes in and he fights the battle. All we do is look at him, praise him, exalt him, Invite him, and he does the heavy lifting. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for resting on our hearts this morning. I thank you for resting on our hearts this morning. We thank you, Lord. The conviction of the Holy Spirit draws us near the Lord. And in so doing, God, you, you show us what, what to lay down that we might walk in your liberty and your freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just feel like I need to say this. The Lord's going to, He's removing criticism from the body. In Isaiah 58, it says, Put away the pointing of the finger. I just saw this scripture in Acts chapter 14 where Paul was stoned for preaching the gospel. They tried many times to to get him, and then finally this time they got him, and they stoned him. It says he was assumed to be dead and drug out of the city. 
in this line, the Holy Spirit just like, oh, leapt out of me. Let me pull it up. 14. They stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, can you say however? However. When the disciples gathered around him, he rose up. And then he went right back into the city. The guy's nuts. Perhaps he had, he had a hold of something. Perhaps he had some righteous anger. Perhaps he had a burning... You know what? You, you, you won't hate evil any more than you love God. That's right. And there's a, there was such a burning love for God and his righteousness that spills out into love for other people that he knew that city is bound. They stoned me, but they have no idea why. So they still need Jesus, so I'm yes, going right back yes, in. But I tell you yes. what, criticism has kept many in a position of death. Criticism has bound fellow believers. The Lord's re- yes. just dealing with the schism in the body, and He's removing the pointing of the finger. He's removing criticism. Yes. And there's going to be stories. I'm telling you, yes. I, 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 I speak this as a prophecy. The Lord is going to take people that have looked like they've been left for dead when the church finally starts to surround them and love them and have compassion upon them and pray for them just like the church praying for Peter when he was in prison it says in Acts chapter 12 and Peter was in prison but the church prayed when we start to look at people who are in bondage or look at someone who looks like they've been left for dead or look like someone so far gone when the church surrounds them that which is dead is going to come to life Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Would you guys stand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray you get something from this. But more more than knowing something, I pray that we do something with it. Do you have a song that's just about the authority of the Lord? Anything? I do. If you do? Okay, awesome. Um, Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we thank you that all authority, you said all authority, has been given to you in heaven and in the earth and with that authority you sent your people you commissioned us to make disciples to baptize them in your name to heal the sick to cast out demons to raise the dead Lord we thank you God you said greater works would we do than what you did meaning there's just a lot more that you want to do through your church than you ever did yourself in the flesh so God we just we look to you and we thank you for it I thank you for your authority we declare the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in this place I pray Lord let your let your anointing rest on every heart on every mind on every body within the sound of my voice let your anointing rest upon them and let the shackle of the devil be destroyed in Jesus' mighty name. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? If, you're, if your heart position today is, Lord, I don't want one ounce of my life to give room for the devil. I want you to have your hands lifted. Lord, we look to you. You are the deliverer. You are the one who sets the captive free. You are Jehovah Sabaoth. You are God most high. You are above all things. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The devil thought that he could beat you when you came in the flesh. And all he did was seal his fate. Because on the third day, your payment of sin was confirmed with resurrection life, meaning that power to cancel sin also came with the power to destroy the pattern of sin, to destroy the presence of sin, to destroy the power of sin. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. In your death, we have life. Thank you, Jesus. 
Today there will be time we want to pray for you. If you want to receive prayer, if there's a part of your heart, part of your life where you're just like, man, the enemy's really been plaguing me. I just feel darkness that's just influencing my life and I, I just want that broken off. We want to pray for you today. And so there's time at this altar. You can come stand here anytime. We have prayer teams that are going to come. We're going to pray. But there are a few things I, I felt the Lord speaking to me specifically. One, arthritis. If you've been plagued with arthritis in your body, I just, I so felt this. The Lord wants to set you free. It's a spirit of infirmity, and the Lord wants to break it off. So if you've been battling arthritis, I'm not asking you to lift your hand. I'm asking you to come stand here because we want to pray for you that you be set free. Arthritis. If you have arthritis, I want you to come stand here. We're going to pray. If you've been, I saw this like almost like moments, especially late at night, moments where you just feel like your mind is going insane. I, uh, there may be one person, might be on the live stream, but it could be a hundred people. We'll pray for all of you. But I saw this like a, like a person, I, I specifically saw in my spirit a woman where late at night there's just these times, these moments where your mind just feels all of a sudden like I'm going insane. And it's like you're asking yourself, am I going insane? And the Lord says, you're not going insane, but I want to set you free. And so if that's you, we want to pray over you. The other thing the Lord was, was speaking to me was family patterns. My mom struggled with this. My dad struggled with this. I struggle with this. My kids or my grandparents, like it's in my line and I, I, I just, it's this pattern. Uh, one of the patterns I saw was, was uh, broken families. Like this pattern of divorce, single parenthood. Like this pattern, you've seen it in your life. The Lord wants to break that off. Thank you, Jesus. I saw also someone in a, in a work setting. There's a relationship. I believe it's a man and woman relationship. It's on the surface looks totally okay, but it's a work relationship. And the Lord's saying that's going to lead to bondage. And he wants to deal just with that relationship, lead you into freedom. There's an emotional soul tie he wants to just sever. The last that I, I felt was that there's some where you have let the guilt and shame of your past be so loud that you can't hear the true mercy of God. Yes. That the blood of Jesus yes. has been yes. deafened to the guilt and the shame of your past. And the Lord is here to say, I am going, I want you to just come and surrender to the truth that the blood of Jesus washes yes. you yes. clean. Washes yes. you clean and if you're here today and you've been struggling with an overwhelming guilt like I'll never change my, this is going to be the label on my life forever Jesus. the Lord wants you to know the blood yes. of Jesus sets you free yes. and makes you clean in Jesus mighty name in Jesus I, I've, I feel like there's an attachment to that to marriage and, and that I just see reversals in divorce we're going to see stories of divorces being turned in, into restored marriage. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come. We're going to pray. 